Hi everybody, uh, I am uh, Trey, one of your average film enjoyers, and I am here to tell you that you can win over $500 worth of movie stuff. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're a huge movie fan. Obviously, you wouldn't be listening if you didn't love film like me and Jagger. Um, and so me and Jagger, along with, uh, three other content creators on TikTok, uh, Film Gunch, who we've had on here, uh, Wes, who we've had on here a couple times, and then, uh, one of our good friends, Real Takes, we are all, uh, joined together doing a giveaway currently, and it, um, how you join this giveaway is you go, uh, to each of our pages, we all have the giveaway video pinned, and you'll go on to that video. You'll give us all a follow. We uh, Each account is tagged in every video. Um, and then com comment down below. Uh, five Tag five of your friends. And if you tag five different friends in all five different videos, then you can get up to 30 entries. 30 entries. You can get up to 30 entries. So, uh, but you're like, Trey... Well, you're telling me about this, but I don't even know what I can win. Well, I'll tell you what you can win. Uh, Real Takes is donating a uh, 4K Harry Potter collection, Blu-ray James Bond collection, uh, I believe a 4K uh, collection of the Planet of the Apes films, and uh, the first three John Wick movies in 4K. Um, I'm donating three criterions of your choice, so whoever wins get to choose uh, three criterions. And we'll mail those to you. Uh, Jagger, my co-host, is donating um, three or a bunch of international DVDs. Um, Gunch is donating um, uh, uh, Don Hertzfeld and uh, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Well, the animated show. It's a very limited edition animated sketch comedy show. He has a bunch of steel books of all three seasons, so he's donating those. And then the biggest one. Wes is donating a region-free Blu-ray player. So if any of those items interest you, again, go to any of our TikTok pages. Go to me and Jagger's TikTok page, Trey the Film Noob, Jagger Film Reviews. We have the video videos pinned on top of our pages. So go check them out. Follow the instructions. Uh, the giveaway ends when we are all five of us at a thousand followers. And me and Jagger are the only ones that haven't hit a thousand followers yet. So please help us get a, uh, get us there so we can give away all this movie merchandise. Now, let's get to the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Average Film Enjoyer podcast, where your average film enjoyer is Jagger. And Trey, how are you doing today? I am doing absolutely great. Um, been watching a lot of good movies recently. Um, again, still playing a lot of Fortnite. I finally finished my uh, yearly rewatch of Stranger Things. Um, that last season, man, it's rough. That is a rough season. Um, but I, I know the whole season is good. It's just that finale. I think that finale is so bad. Um, and right, that's fair. It, there's no, in no world did that need to be two and a half hours. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> but it did get me hyped up since we did get news that they will start filming for uh, season five this month, the final season. So that did get me hyped up um, for the final season, which should be cool. Um, but yeah, I haven't really done anything exciting. Um, yeah. Just watching right. films. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. My new short got released on Letterboxd. I know. So. Is it a uh, nap? Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite one so far. Really? Yeah. Easily. All right. That's a take. Um, is it not your favorite? But, no, my favorite's still 2AM. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. For me, at least. Um, again, yeah. Same. I haven't done much. Just watching a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, we are going to be starting our day off today talking about David Fincher's new movie, The Killer. Yes! On Netflix. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, I did not write a review. I just gave it a star rating because I couldn't put my thoughts into words. I gave it four stars. I don't know what you gave it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I gave it but... five stars. Um, 95 really? out of 100. Yeah. Man. So, my opening thoughts, if I may... Yeah. ...are that the best part of this movie... ...is picking up on all the references that he's using as his aliases. Oh, yeah. All, like, the sitcom characters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, I think this has the single greatest action scene of the past three years. Um, the fight between him and the guy and the big guy in the big guy's house. Um, that was just yeah. unbelievable. And the camera work was just outstanding in that scene. Um, the soundtrack based almost solely off of the Smiths. Yeah. That yeah. was great i mean everything was um, just so stylistic about it 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 didn't disappoint um i've been looking forward to this all year um it the the word that came to mind because me and my dad paused it and that we, i watched it i had to wait all the way till last night because my parents were out of town and my dad was like no you gotta wait for me i want to watch it i was like ah oh, fine um and we paused it in the middle so we could eat dinner um and i was like the word that's kind of he asked me like what are your thoughts so far um also my dad got a letterbox account i'll show you the account um i will t i will t put a link in the description to my dad's letterbox account everybody go follow my dad on letterboxd um but yeah he he asked me and i was like i don't really want to give away my thoughts till the end um, but right now, I, the word that is coming to mind is efficient. Everything about the film, whether it's how things are done by the characters or um, how things play out, or even like the technical aspects, the camera work, the score, the acting, everything is efficient. It's quick, it's to the point, and that it's very clean. And that's how the whole movie felt, is everything was very clean and efficient and... It was just, it was an immaculate film. It was so damn good. Um, yeah. Great revenge yeah. story. Um, some great, really high tension scenes. I mean, the, 
I think the best scene for me was the dinner scene between Tilda Swinton and Michael Fassbender. I mean, there was... God, dude, that was so damn good. For me, I think that scene... Um, that the actual assassination scene where he's up there in the house... Yeah. Uh, and he's finally, like, after all of the scoping out, he's finally there. I could not breathe for that entire scene. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, no, no. And then he messes it up, and it's like, oh, God. And then from then on... So the movie starts, like, here. It goes up. And then once it hits that plateau on that scene, it never goes down again. Yeah. If anything, it only goes up. And I think that that was very, very impressive. Yeah. It's so... Just a super well-done film. I didn't feel the runtime, like, at all. Like, I know it was just two hours. Uh, on average, yeah. that's still, like, a longer-than-average movie. Um, because I feel like your average runtime is, like, 90 to 100 minutes. Um, if, well, not now. In, not in the 2020s. Your average runtime is, like, two and a half hours. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, but a good movie is never too long, and a bad movie uh a good what what, what what did you say last time when we were talking about like killers of the flower moon um a, i think it was said by john waters if i'm not mistaken it's a good movie is never too long and a bad movie is never short enough yeah yeah um and then, but yeah you did not yeah. i did not feel this runtime the first hour it kind of took like 20 30 minutes for me to like get like really pick it up and for it to pick up for me at least but we stopped with about 50 minutes left and like went to eat dinner like i said and those last 50 minutes just flew by yeah i mean golly it was yeah. that movie was david fincher just really knows how to make a film um so i'm i'm curious from you because i've seen um a lot of people like update their fincher rankings uh and with this movie out now and i've seen it go a lot of different ways i've seen it at the bottom i've seen it at the top i've seen it right in the middle where does this land for you among your other fincher films that you've seen let me quickly pull up what fincher's directed um you got stuff um, like zodiac seven fight club social network all right, so i've officially i've officially seen social network i don't have it logged yet but i think about four four and a half is good for that one for me okay um so among my Fincher ranking, assuming that I give Social Network a four, I'm gonna have to give it some more thought. Mm -hmm. I think that this is third of the four Finchers I've seen. And what are the four give Finchers that you've seen? Fight Club, Seven, Social Network, and The Killer. Um, I picked up Girl with a Dragon Tattoo from the library, yeah. so I'll get around to that one. Um, but. I think my number one is Fight Club. Mm -hmm. I love Fight Club. Call it overrated. Call it film, bro. It's still an incredible film. My number two is Seven. Yeah. Seven was incredible. And The Killer at number three. Social Network at four. Okay. I th That's my thoughts so far. Yeah. So, I think... I was thinking about it last night. And... I think it breaks into the top two for me. I think it's my number two Fincher. Um, my number one will is and always will be the social network. I think upon rewatch, the more that I think about that film, 
that will be added to my perfect films list. Um, I just like can't find really? anything about that film that's bad. I think it's all really damn good. Um, it's I mean, my, I mean, it's my all-time favorite script as well. I think that's one of the greatest written scripts of all time. Um, the editing in that film is unbelievable. Um, it's just really damn good. Um, but I had Gone Girl at number two, um, which I know you have yet to get mm. around to. Uh, and but I think this is it that good. Gone Girl. Oh my yeah. god, dude! It's <sighs> that movie's really damn good. Um, but no, I think this is my number two, and then Gone Girl is at three. And then probably Zodiac at number four. Um, and then Fight Club and then seven. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's an immaculate film. I had an absolute blast with it. Um, I feel like I'm missing a Fincher in my head. Because I don't remember having Fight Club. I, I'm not a huge fan of Fight Club or seven. Um but yeah it's an immaculate film uh streaming on netflix right now um just uh it's so damn good um yeah are there any last thoughts for you jagger it's incredible it's so well written it's witty it's sharp uh you should go check it out for sure yeah yeah um killer Five out of five for me. Four out of four. Four out of five for Jagger. Um, just a outstanding, another outstanding film from David Fincher. Um, yeah. So today, hopefully everybody joined us for our first episode of our Friday Night Double Feature series, um, and we where we talked about Lost in Translation and her great episode. We both really enjoyed talking about those films. Um, so today it is tuesday which only means one thing we are back to our imdb series um i think we're on number 220 where it's either 220 what was the last one did it was the last one into the wild i think it was i think it was yeah. yeah so we are on number 225 we're officially 25 films into the IMDb top 250, Jagger. It's it's. I mean, we've been doing this. Feels like forever. Um, it's probably 23 wow. weeks, 22 weeks. We've been doing this. No, oh no, God. like half wow. of that because we've been doing like two a week. Um, but yeah, we're 25 films we deep. Um, but today we bring you, I dare I say, the most iconic film of all time. Um. <laughs> I would say that's fair. I've never said also, dare I say in my life, but I feel like this warranted it. Um, one of the I most. I feel. Oh, go ahead. Like it's, it's iconic, for both good and bad. Yeah, one of the only films to be in at the same level of infamous and famous. Yeah. Um, that's if you a perfect way to put If it. you haven't figured it out by now, we today we are talking about Victor Fleming's The Wizard of Oz. Um, released in 1939, starring uh, Judy Garland, of course. Uh, Ray Bulger, Jack Haley, Brett Lair, Frank Morgan, Margaret Hamilton, among others. Um, 
has a 4.0 overall on Letterboxd, I believe an 8.1 on IMDb. Um, it's, yeah, it's a classic. Everybody knows this movie, even if you're not super into cinema. Even if you, most people who've only seen like 10 movies in their lives have seen The Wizard of Oz. Um, people that aren't born yet know the wizard of oz yeah everybody knows the wizard of oz everybody knows the yellow brick road the munchkins the wicked witch of the west i'm melting i'm melting Ah!" like all that um but also everybody knows all the controversy surrounded with this movie um or at least a lot of people uh yeah it's um, this is an interesting one though jagger why do you, you have it rated higher than me um i also don't have it rated terribly low i know i was like hating on it these past few weeks like we were talking and i was like oh i hate the wizard of oz and you're like oh finally one where you hate it and i like it i still gave it yeah. four stars but i know you do enjoy okay. it more than i do um so why don't you go ahead with your opening thoughts all right so for the wizard of oz um this was my sister's favorite movie for years so i've seen this movie upwards of 50 times yeah um i know all of the songs word for word at this point yep um it is a musical isn't it am i delusional no it's a i I mean i would consider this a musical sure yeah okay (laughs) because my god um yeah, I was in a local production musical of it. Um, who'd you Who'd you portray? Toto. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I have a whole history with this movie. I love it half to death. Uh, I mean, besides the fact that there's a hanging munchkin at some point in the background of the movie. Yeah. It still never ceases to put a smile on my face. Um but yeah, it's a it's a really, really good time. I enjoy it. Gunch has it at five stars. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you like it? <laughs> um Yeah, so I mean I, I do enjoy it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna point out the flaws here. Um, just to play devil's advocate for once. Uh, All right, yeah. Instead, of, so I so for what episode I can be the guy that hates on a movie and not you? Because um, we still got Baby Driver coming up. Oh so. yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so my that, that breaks my heart, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of things to enjoy about this movie. It's an, I ne- I think the last time I watched this, I was like six or seven. Um, and this was not one I was itching to revisit. And I obviously didn't appreciate it that much when I was that young. Um, so I think that, um, there's a lot to enjoy here. Obviously it's an extremely stunning movie. Um, visually. Um, I mean, these set, the set pieces in this and the colors are just unbelievable. Um, I think that, uh, the soundtrack is super solid, but from the stories I have heard about the making of this film, it also taints it really like a lot for me. Um, like the story of the snow, how the snow wasn't really snow. It was asbestos. 
Um, or like Jagger said, how there's a hanging munchkin in the background of one of the shots. Or how they called the monkey, the flying monkeys spooks, which are both derogatory terms for an African-American person. There's just a lot about this film that you're like, oh, that is very dated. Um, but I can't appreciate some of the technical aspects, such as, like I said, I mean, the set pieces for this film are unbelievable. Um, and uh, we like you go through so many different locations um, throughout this world. Um, it's just it's a really pretty movie to look at, except when there's a munchkin hanging in the background. Um, I mean, the Technicolor is beautiful. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's great. Um. Yeah. And I would have loved. Yeah. I would have loved to see this when it first came out in 1939. So here's a thought that came to my mind. So, what year do was World World War Two started in like 38 or something? This was this came out during World War Two. I'm like 90 percent sure. Yes. Yeah. So, I I talk a lot about this when I talk about Wes Anderson. Is Wes Anderson is like pure escapism right um like if you just want to escape and do a good story you watch wes anderson at least for me um or i watch i don't know something marvel um and i think looking at like the time period in which this film was released you have like a war like the second world war going on you're at the end of the great depression um you it's just like just life sucks and you come out with this absolutely magical and uh fantastical type of movie um and i think this was the first i mean the first time i can think of that escapism that idea was truly successful um especially looking at the time when this was released uh, I think that's, I mean, that's why it would go, it was so popular because you have the, this world of darkness and then you, you come into this film and it's just happiness and everybody's hang, vibing and singing about the yellow brick road, even though they're laying in a field of opiates and getting rained on by asbestos. It's, it's, a, I mean, you can't deny that this, this film puts a smile on your face, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's a huge thing that plays into my grandparents when I was talking to them about this movie about a year back mm-hmm. um, had seen this movie when it came out in theaters holy cow those are some old grandparents sorry to Jagger's grandpa yeah. but that is a long time oh no no other other side of the family oh. um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> they're too old to figure out what a podcast is. Let's be honest with ourselves here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they were like, this movie was incredible. It was magical when it came out. No one knew how they did these things. And that's what you have to realize. At this time, when you put flying monkeys on the screen, they think they just strapped wings on a monkey. They'd never seen anything like this before. Yeah. So that's pretty insane to think about. Yeah. That this fantasy world 
engulfed millions of people mm -hmm. in this thing that, I mean, although it wasn't stopping World War II, for a lot of people, it was probably a light in the darkness. Exactly. So. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, and I mean, Victor Fleming, dude, what a career. He um, came out, well, obviously he did this, The Wizard of Oz. Um, but this same year, the same year, he came out with Gone with the Wind. Two of the most iconic classics of all time. Whether or not they're good or not, they are two of the most iconic and well-known movies of all time. And he came out with both of those in the same year. How insane is that? That's like, madness. I mean, name another director who has had that impressive of a year. You there can't. There is none. You can't. <laughs> There's like, none. Gone with the Wind. I've never seen Gone with the Wind. Um, but, like, whether you think it's a good movie or not, you can't deny how iconic and famous that movie is, how iconic and famous both of these movies are. And to have both of those come out in the same year is absolute insanity. Yeah. That's... It's crazy. Wow. Um, wow. So, obviously, in this movie, we get um, a lot of, like, nice, wholesome themes surrounding, like, courage and, 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 and intelligence. Also, if, I, if there was a major called Thinkology, I would have majored in that. At the end, where the wizard is like, uh, he's like, this is a THD. Um, it's a it's a diploma in thinkology, and I'm like, God, I want one of those. Um, there is one part I wanted to bring up. So a lot of these themes that they talk about near the end um, are still uh, like obviously uh, relevant. Um, yeah, good thing. But there was one line at the end by the wizard, and where I was kind of like, oh. He's like, remember, oh, no. your heart is not measured by the amount of love it gives, but by the amount of people who love you. And I was like, that's a terrible message. You're telling a person their value goes into what others think of them? What? Why? Why? Oh, like, and I, I was bad. playing Combat Master. Well, and I just heard it and I like paused the game. I was like, did he really just say that? But don't worry. Not about the amount of people you love. It's yes. about the amount of people that love you. No, that is not I mean, true. Anybody who took that as a message, that's not true. Is that is God, dude. That I was laughing so hard. I was like, there's no way he just said that. Um <laughs> But again, I mean, this movie's just immaculate. It's 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 not immaculate. It's it's really beautiful. I would not say immaculate, right? Yeah. No. Uh, do you have any last notes, or do you want to get into our few questions? Um, I think we can get into our few questions, and I'm excited about this one. Um, okay. So, who won this movie for you? I mean, mm, I, I already think... Movie? 
It's. I mean, I'd say this was. I'd say this was a group effort. I'd say everyone sort of won this. To be totally honest, except for the writer. The writer gets no props, but everyone else. Why does the writer get no props? Cause this movie, man. Okay, say what you will. It's not a well-written movie at all. And I'm oh. here to sit here and defend this movie. This movie's written pretty poorly. I mean, well, it's aged... a kids. It's a kids movie. I know it's a kids a kids movie, but even if you take like how it's aged out of consideration, mm -hmm. there's just parts of it that aren't well written at all. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's I, I mean, something I, I really agree picked with up you. on a lot. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, with that you. was. Yeah, but um, everyone I else, mean, great job. For me, anyone who survived working on this set, apparently. Um, or Victor Fleming. To have this and Gone with the Wind come out in the same year, just to go back to that, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, what is the most rewatchable scene in this film for you? For me? I'd say the... Re yeah, the reveal scene of the Tin Man. I love that scene. Where they're, like, oiling him up, and he's like, Arr, Arr. I love that scene. That's just always been a favorite it's of mine. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, yeah, for me, I mean... I mean, uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, the first time Judy Garland sings that, it's just unbelievably iconic. The That song, like, that song transcends this movie. Um, it's just an unbelievable... It's... Like, a lot of this is just, like, it's really cool to watch because you're watching, like, no matter, like, like same thing with, like, Persona or, um, let's say, like, Rebecca. You're, yeah, you may not like the film, but you're, like, you, we, we as film lovers, as, as, a, a, dare I say, movie critics. No, I'm not gonna say that. Um, <laughs> uh, we are, uh a lover of this medium of art, right? And so whether you like it or not, that's fine. But it's like looking at this piece of history of this of this medium that you're so passionate about. Um, it's I just find it very interesting. And that specific scene has always stood out to me. Um, yeah. Uh, does this film belong, belong on the IMDb Top 250? Yes. I think it belongs way higher. Yeah, and if if you if you put in like how iconic and how famous and how influential it was, I think this is top seventy five material. This is a landmark of cinema. Yeah, hundred percent. A lot of yeah. movies wouldn't exist if this if Victor Fleming had never directed this. Greece wouldn't exist. I would say the musical would not be a big deal. Yeah, if this La La exist. Land, I, would, the greatest movie ever made, La La Land. I couldn't live exist. without Greece. I couldn't I live couldn't. without La La Land, man. Um, there you go. Props to the Wizard of Oz. Thanks, Wizard of Oz. Um, is this a conversation that we even need to have? Jack Torrance, that whole shebang. Yes, it is. There's a lion in this movie. A giant, like, six-foot lion. Does that matter, though? That lion? Jack yes. Torrance is gonna run at him, and he's gonna be like, oh! 
No, 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 we're talking post courage. Post. Oh Visit yeah, then he's dropping Jack Torrance. <laughs> Jack Torrance is done. Hundred percent. You're saying, yeah, yeah. So 100%. Jack Torrance loses. Yeah, thousand percent. Um, Wicked witch. Oh yeah, let's say Wicked. I'll get you, my pretty. And then Jack Torrance just busts through the door. Here's Johnny. That'd be so funny. Um, yeah, I mean, is, but is sorry. there a more classic villain than the Wicked Witch of the West? Oh no! Oh, like, absolutely not. That look, man, and the laugh. <laughs> Where she? That whole shit. It's God, dude. It's just iconic. This whole movie, iconic. So yeah, that's our review yeah. of Victor Fleming's The Wizard of Oz. It is currently streaming. I watched it on Max. Um, I think ja I'm sure Jagger has it on physical media. I have it on yeah. physical media, but it's like a 70th anniversary edition, and I figured out it's just special features. You can't actually watch the movie. It's really lame. But this is probably not one I will be revisiting anytime soon, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, um, but, like, TCM, Turner Classic Movies, is also owned by HBO, so this will, like, always be on Max. Um, yeah. Also, and shout out to TCM, Turner Classic Movies, for, like, keeping these films alive. Like, good job yeah. to you. Um, also, yeah. Is there a I criterion of this? There should be no, a Wizard of Oz be. criterion. I feel like that cover would be really cool. Oh um, my god, where it's just like the slippers with the C at the top. Oh, that'd be hard. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so go check out Wizard of Oz if you haven't seen it. It's a, it's a classic. It's it's unbelievable. Um, just like looking at this. If you're interested in like the history of cinema and like where some of your favorite movies come from, check, watch movies it's like here. this. It's here. It's, it's Gone with the Wind. It's Grapes of Wrath. Movies like this... Um, it's Persona. Sure. I mean, let's be honest. Sure. It's Persona. It's, I mean, there's other movies like something... that that you could go with that are probably more enjoyable. But if you want to go watch Persona, go watch Persona. Is that that's Bergman, it's, right? That is Bergman. That's so Bergman. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you want, if we can do like the do you recommend this movie thing? Yes, I do. Oh, 100%. and if you like it and want more stuff like it then go to like 2001 it's that same like color being beautiful mm -hmm. historical yeah. cinema go to the classics god i'm so excited when we get to talk to, to when we get to talk 2001 dude oh my god oh my dude. god that that is a perfect film that uh, it, almost perfect if it had a more perfect. engaging storyline it'd be perfect okay I got access to, like, a giant TV for a few days where I had, like, this huge television. Yeah. That I was I was staying at a place that had it in my aunt's house. And she has this huge TV in her yeah. basement. So I was like, I packed up, like, 25 DVDs. And I was like, Hell we'll yeah, watch dude. stuff. I watched True Stories, Kung How Fu that? Hustle, and, and 2001. How are Let those on a preface, bigger TV? Great. 
But let me explain how incredible 2001 is on a big screen. Yeah. With, like, surround sound and, like, the bass of the soundtrack where it's, like, shaking the whole room. Yeah. As you see him walking through the tunnel. Oh, it's If I could recommend one movie on a big screen, it's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm. It's incredible. I'd have to go with Tron Legacy. I went this last summer. Um, my friend Jonathan was house-sitting for his aunt. Um, and she had um, an at-home movie theater. So you like go into this room. It's soundproofed. All the chairs. There's like three rows of chairs. And they're like recliners. So you're, like, laying back like this, watching the movie. They had a popcorn machine and a big projector. And it was, like, and surround sound. And, I mean, have you you seen Tron, Jagger? You know. Yes. Yeah. You know how just, like, visually and how it sounds. It's just, like, peak of both of those categories. It is one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Just, like, hearing the soundtrack just... And, like, feeling it. And then just hearing all the light cycles. It was... God, it was sick as hell. When I go back over there... Because it's sort of like that same thing, like, projector. Mm-hmm. When I go back over there, I'm, I'm bringing Tron. Now that you, now oh that you God, mention dude. it... Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot. I feel like an idiot. It's a... It's probably so cool. One of our Friday oh, yeah. night double features has to be Tron and Tron Legacy. Alright, I'm not a huge fan of the first Tron. I've never seen it. You've Tron Legacy it? is one of my all-time favorite films, and I've never seen the first one. <laughs> the first one's not very good. I've heard. It's not. I've heard, I've heard it's, like, fine. You know? It's like comparing Dune to the new Dune. Um, <laughs> from what... So, it's yeah. like comparing shit to not shit. Yeah, I, mean, I I have to rewatch the first Dune. I haven't seen it in a minute, and I yeah. also haven't seen the new Dune, so I can't say. Oh, um, dude, Dune, the Denis Villeneuve Dune is yeah crazy is good? good. Oh, Denis it's Villeneuve, good? man, he really knows how to direct films. All right. Well, I, the, when I saw the first Dune, I yeah. did not know who David Lynch was. Mm-hmm. So I guess I have to come back around to it. Yeah, I mean, you oh, gotta no. at least watch the Denis Villeneuve version before next year when Dune 2 comes out. People are calling... Yeah, uh, I, 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 Cam Walsh. This is a shout-out to Cam Walsh. Come on our pod, please. Um, he called it Tune. Dune 2. Tune. Um, uh, I get it. I it's get really it. dumb, but um, I enjoyed that joke. Um, yeah, so if you're still with us, we appreciate you listening to this episode. Um, you can uh, follow us on our socials. I'm Trey the Film Noob everywhere. Jagger's Jagger Film Fan on Letterboxd. Jagger Film Reviews on TikTok. Jagger the Movie Guy on Instagram and Twitch. He's also Jagger Film Reviews on Twitter. Um, we are doing a new series. If you haven't heard, we're doing Friday Night Double Features. We're going down to only one IMDb episode a week. That'll be Tuesdays. So this Friday, please come back and join us for a Friday night double feature and then you can go watch it and tell us what you think we will be reviewing I got to choose this week Jagger chose last week I chose this week uh, we are going to be reviewing Baby Driver and American Ultra uh, which I'm quite excited for just well, I'm probably calling it the dumb fun double feature um, 
So looking forward to that. Uh, join us for that on Friday. Um, I think that's about it. Like, like our, like our video, like this video. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe, go check out our merch and our, the description of our channel. We have some great stuff. Um, if you want a beauty and the beast shirt for your dog, you can get it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we, let's get it. Jagger, what have you been watching this week, my friend? All right. To get into it, so since Thanksgiving, because that was when we did the her thing, um, I watched the new South Park movie, the Joining the Panderverse one. That was oh yeah, I saw stu- that. You watched that? It was stupid, um, mm-hmm. offensive South Park. Yeah, uh, but I enjoyed it three and a half because I love South Park. Uh, then I watched Mother's Day. Trey, Mother's Day is an experience. Um, Which one is that? Scene, uh, it's like one of those 70s revenge movies. Oh, hell yeah. But like, f- different. <laughs> um, There's a scene in it that Boogie Nights stole from, by the way, where it's like cutting from shots of people at a pool party to shots of a girl's feet on roller skates as she rolls around the pool until it shows her. Um, which, again, stolen directly, Boogie Nights stole directly from. So that's very funny, uh, that this came out, like, ten years before, so I see you, Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, there's a part of that scene where there's, like, an 80-year-old man sitting at a chair, and he'll, like, walk over to, like, like, mid-20s girls and be like, what was it Kubrick said? And then I'll start quoting Stanley Kubrick. That's it's great. so funny and so stupid. Um, really disturbing at points, but also has a great narrative, shockingly. Um, Man, so it's called Mother's Day? Stars, Mother's Day. Nice. So I'll fun. To, I'll have to check it out. Then I watched All That Jazz, because it's on Tubi, so I got an excuse to watch Shout it again. Shout out Tubi! Shout out Tubi! Sponsor our podcast! <laughs> we gotta do to that Tubi. every episode. Until they eventually do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, it's so good. I've had an 100 out of 100, my number four of all time. It's Mike Flanagan's number one of all time. So. Base Mike Flanagan? <laughs> yeah, man. It's so good. Yeah. Um. Then I reviewed Nap because it was officially on Letterboxd with custom posters now. What? So go check that out. Woo! Then I watched The Killer. Then I watched Shane Gillis' Beautiful Dogs, a stand-up special. Um, ah, what'd you think? What'd you think? Because I, was that your first experience with Shane Gillis? Yes, for sure. What, what do you think? He, you think he's funny? Very. He's one of my favorite comedians that's active right now. I love Shane Gillis. So funny. Uh, then I reviewed Oh Hello for the... For the what? 16th time. The 16th time. Uh, then I watched Baby Driver. Don't, don't, no, 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 no. Oh, Nobody heard oh, that. Oh, no. We gotta save no it for Friday. That. Check out my letterbox for a spoiler for Friday. Um... Then I watched Whiplash again, four and a half stars. Whiplash. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, is it my? It's my turn. This yeah. was honestly kind of a light week for me, but like I still watch like double of what you watched. Um, That's thanks regular. To, 
thanks to having no job. Um, <clears throat> this week, uh, after we recorded our Her and Lawson translation, I went and watched Megan from last year, uh, which Ooh. actually wasn't terrible. Uh, no, it wasn't. I, I was expecting I was a lot worse. Boring. I think this is yet another horror movie which could have benefited from being rated R. Um, yeah. I think this would have been like amazing if it was rated R. Uh, especially like some some horror movies you can get away with being PG-13 because you're not depending on like the, all that blood and gore. But for this one, since it's a slasher and slasher, what makes a slasher scary is the blood, the gore, the gross kills. Uh, you really limit yourself when you go with that PG-13 rating. Um, Did you just say that slashers are scary? Well, no, they're like different subgenres of horror. There's different things that, like they, that are the scare factor. I'm not saying that I get scared by slashers, okay? But I'm saying okay. like the scare factor, what they're going for to be scary about that film, is the blood and the gore and all that, you know? Uh, so like, if you're to watch like a paranormal movie, the way they're gonna try to scare you is ghosts and ghouls. Or if you're watching a werewolf movie, werewolves, obviously. They, they it's just like. That's how they scare you, right? Because that's what a horror is supposed to do, is scare you. Um, and then after that, I watched 2010's uh, The Losers, starring um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Zoe Saldana, Chris Evans, Idris Elba, um, which was actually, like, super fun. Um, ba it's based off, like, a comic book, and we were supposed to get, like, a whole franchise of these movies. Um, but it... Uh, like it like totally flopped at the box office so we never got any more check it out losers it's streaming on tubi shout out tubi again um a really fun action flick jagger don't watch it you don't like action movies um yeah. jagger actually honestly you would hate it um i watch <laughs> yeah you would probably give that like a half star i give it four stars um i watched the mandela effect from 2019 god was that shit that movie was terrible based, based off your review i want to watch it. it one out of 100 um and it's not like tommy wiseau that kind of bad um it's just like unbearably pretentious and not enjoyable in the slightest uh but if it's like the papyrus segment on snl Okay, then it's go, incredible. Go watch it, and you will see what I mean. It's like okay. like that sketch, but not in a good way. Um, and then I decided to rewatch Jurassic World for God knows why. Uh, actually, like super solid. I forgot how fun that movie is. Very low four star. Um, Chris Pratt is just uh, God. He's he's like he's the man. Chris Pratt Wait, is a very, very low four star. 76 out of 100. We're talking about the same Jurassic World? Yeah, what do you have Jurassic World at? I don't have it locked, but that's no higher than a three. Okay, that's wild. We're not going to get okay. into that right now. All right. It's awesome. It's an awesome movie. Again, I have a blast right. with it. Uh, and then I decided just to watch the rest of them because I didn't see in the second two. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, uh, that was a, it wasn't, it was pretty bad. It wasn't, like, the worst, but it was, it, it, all, the end was pretty sick, where there's all the billionaires, uh, 
auctioning off dinosaurs and all that. That was pretty cool. But oh, the rest okay. of it was pretty you, mid. Um, what do you have Jurassic World Dominion logged at? Oh, a star and a half. It's 32 out of 100. It was pretty terrible. Uh, we finally get to see uh, Alan Grant and Ellie uh, together. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was the fucking worst in that movie. Okay, I gotta ask you, who is Allie? You follow her. She has this movie. I don't know why. I don't know why I follow her. Probably because you follow her. Um, she has this movie at five stars. Really? Yeah. Wait. Here, I'll send you her account right now. Um, you gotta tell All me right. who this is. Allie. I'm sending you her account. Oh, oh, Allie. All right, yeah. Who is that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, she follows me, too. Um. Okay, well, Allie, if you listen to our podcast... Trey, the fact don't... Sl- what? What do you have, Jurassic World Dominion at? Three and a half. God, that is a rancid take. That's so bad. Like, yeah, it's cool. Like, I can appreciate all these legacy characters are together, and it's really cool. And you get to see, like, the Gigantosaurus or whatever. Also, is that a real dinosaur, the Gigantosaurus or whatever it's called? It feels like they... Probably not. They just made that up. Um, Here's the thing. I, I could say three. I could say three, but that's as low as I'm willing to go. That's insane. And apparently, also, uh, PSA, according to these movies, this is how you stop a 2,000-pound carnivore from eating you. (laughs) Works every time. So if you're ever threatened by a velociraptor, just do this. Hey, hey, look at me. Look at me. That's that's how you stop a Velociraptor, apparently. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Dominion. I'll put it down. Auto I'll shoot. put it down. I'll put it down to a three. That's still not a good rating. I felt like but, I rated it high. Trey, may I ask you what you have the first Jurassic Park rated at? Five stars. Don't tell me. Um, I have it at a three. Uh, what? Dude, I have it at a I, three. We need to cut off this conversation. That is ins- How is this possible? You have Jurassic World Dominion rated higher than Jurassic Park. Uh, I put a Jurassic Park World Dominion down to a three. I don't my, care! Those aren't even my, close to the same level! My rate, my review of Jurassic Park is just two words. So overrated. Because it is! It's not! It's not that oh good. my god. Okay, fine. If you don't- if you think it's overrated, fine. It is not three stars. It is, at the lowest, four stars. Okay, and I'm doing three stars taking into consideration how iconic it is, and that's it. Two and a half for me. That's how that review makes me feel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
However, you're I giving don't me so much anxiety right now. I am fuming. I am fuming. It's just the Jurassic World Dominion is as good. Oh my god! I can't believe you just said that. I right, can't believe not, you just said not, that. Maybe not as good, but more enjoyable. Jesus Christ. Okay, after Jurassic World Dominion. I just need a sec. Oh, that just hurts my feelings. Uh, after Jurassic World Dominion. You know what? I really... Before this episode, I really respected you because I thought you had really great film taste. And I'm like, okay, I like dumb films. That's fine. Jagger just likes doesn't can't do dumb films and i respect that now that you say that i am never gonna respect a single thing you ever say again that is the most ill take i could get anyone anyone from my real talk discord in this call right now and they will tell you how wrong you are that is the hottest of all hot takes that is like surface of the sun hot oh my god god <laughs> I can't handle this. I can't handle this. <laughs> I booted it down to three. I mean, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom's like a good one, one and a half. Dude, I'm. You're literally making me nauseous. I'm not kidding. <laughs> that is insane. That is insane. Like, I try. I, I used to be such a dick about music and movies. Like, I'm right, you're wrong. And I try not to be that person anymore. I try to be like, yeah, like whatever you want. But sometimes, sometimes, you say stuff, and my God, does it make it hard not to be a dick. God, dude. It's 147 minutes of pure enjoyability. I'm putting it back up to three and a half. I love it. God, fuck off. Uh, I don't even <laughs> want to finish what I've been watching anymore. I'll keep You've it like, at a three. You sucked all the joy out of cinema for me. I'm gonna <laughs> go. I'm gonna go watch all that jazz tonight, and I'm gonna rate it a half star just to spite you. Please do. Please do. God, dude. Fuck. <laughs> what? All right, all right, all right. Uh, after that, I watched after the worst Jurassic Park movie. Uh, I watched uh, Mars Attacks, Tim Burton movie from 1996. Uh, absolute blast! Really, really fun. Uh, super goofy and stupid. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, and then I watched 2022's Sick. It's like a Self-contained slasher. That was pretty shit. Um, killer, obviously, we already talked about. Back to the Future. Uh, debatably the greatest sci-fi film ever made. Um, it Follows. I rewatched 87 out it of 100. Follows. Very fun. Very yeah. Fun. Holy cow, his brain is alive. Um, I watched E.T. Um, to rewatch that this morning uh, because I wanted to give myself... Put myself in a depressive mood again. Uh, 92 out of 100. That film's immaculate. Uh, I watch Pete Holmes. I am not for everyone. Apparently he isn't because Jagger gave him a half star. I gave that special five stars. 
That's one of the best specials I've seen in a while. That's such a rancid take. How could you even say that? Jagger, you have Jurassic Park at three stars. Any takes you have from now on are invalid. You can't call my takes rancid anymore. You just can't do that. Because now you have the most rancid take of all rancid takes. And you're, you're allowed to have that. But you're not allowed to be like, that is an L take. You have the L take. Like, the original L take. You have, you have, you have the godfather of L takes. You have the perks of being a wallflower of L takes. It's just, God, I need to plug in my computer charger. My computer's gonna die. Oh my God. Oh my God, dude. Oh my God. One second. Well, we're just gonna rip on Jagger while he's not here. Quickly go to the hundred rating system template, because I'm currently writing out my log for. But that was all I watched. Uh, thank you for joining. Goodbye. No, uh, follow us on our socials. Uh, join us Friday. Join us Friday. You know what, Jagger? Can you send us off? I can't right now. Sorry, I'm just gonna have to quickly write out my 58 out of 100 for Jurassic World Dominion. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am Jagger the Movie Guy on Twitch, Jagger Film Reviews on TikTok and Twitter, and. Am I anywhere else? Jagger Film Fan on Letterboxd. Yeah, check that out. Uh. Make sure to check out that Twitch, Jagger the Movie Guy. He's Trey the Film Noob just about everywhere. Um, and go watch Nap, 2AM, and Serenity, my three shorts, all available on YouTube right now. I'm working on, a, like, a script to make, like, one with real actors right now, so that's gonna be cool. Uh, and, yeah, go check those out, and we will see you next episode on the podcast with Trey and the guy who gave Jurassic World Dominion 58 out of 100.